So today I've got the honour of sharing our verse for 2019 for you, and Pastor Dale uh, suggested I do this a, a few months ago, and I thought, oh, I couldn't do that. Um, but it kind of rolled around, and, and I got really excited. And I've, So I've had this verse for about six months, it's all good. Just like car manufacturers, 2019 verse, year before, it's all good. And I know you believe this, and I believe this, that scripture is a very pa- a powerful foundation for your life, just an incredibly powerful foundation, just for every area of your life. It doesn't matter what you're going through, what challenges you have, if you look to the scriptures, there's something there. God can speak to you from it. In fact, God speaks to me predominantly through reading the scriptures, and yes, he does you know, other ways, but predominantly... It's through the scriptures, a verse will jump out at you or or something will come to mind. And so scripture is a very good foundation. And Stacey and I have actually got what we call a life verse. So when we were newly married, um, we just thought, God, I can't remember exactly how we came about this. But we have this life verse and we continually refer to it. And it seems applicable in our marriage and our walk with Jesus to all seasons of our life not just this one verse that we picked one time. It's actually been really applicable. And it's Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. It says this, But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. Amen. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Amen. I just love that. I also love that because Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8, it's got some of my favourite numbers, 7 and 8. That's just a thing. I like 7 and 8. Um, and so this particular verse has helped Stace and I through some very difficult times in our life. Um, ministry challenges, there's been very, very difficult times and we, we thought, okay, well, God, what, you know, we feel we're called to this, but circumstances and things didn't, didn't seem to be pointing that way. And it was a very hard time, very hard time emotionally and in my walk with Jesus, it was a, a very dry time in my life and yet I would just keep coming back to this scripture that I was blessed because I trust in the Lord and I'm like a a tree with my roots down deep. So in periods of drought and when you're going through hard times, I mean, that's the equivalent of a drought time in your life. And I just read that their leaves stay green and they never stop producing a fruit. And that's a challenge because it's a challenge to, if you're going through hard times, to keep producing fruit and keep positive, keep keep that faith. It's, It's really challenging. But... If you make a scripture like that, your life verse, it's so good because you've got something to refer back to you. And even now, so I wouldn't say life is difficult for us at the moment. It's certainly full. Uh, With four children, it's very full, Um, very full. With a three-year-old, it's very full. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. And I keep referring back to this verse, these verses, even in this season, they are like trees planted along the riverbank. So on the days when 
you can't yell anymore because you've lost your voice because you've yelled at the kids because they're just... We keep on going because our roots are down deep. We love our children. We've set a really good foundation and we start again the next day. And we're all blessed because our hope and confidence is in the Lord. Amen? So I want to challenge you this morning, if you're taking notes, have you got a life verse? Have you got a verse for maybe this season in your life? It doesn't mean it's the next 12 months. It might be the next 12 days. But have you got a verse? Have you got something you can go back to and look at and refer to when times get tough? And I'll lend your mind, Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. If you want a good one, I can highly recommend it. It's done me well for quite a while. But that would be a really good thing to do as you enter 2019 is to look up a life verse or a verse for this season in your life. Now, why do we set a verse for the church? Why do we, why do we set one? We've done this, I don't know, Daryl, have you done this since you started? Pretty much. I can remember, I can't remember a year when there hasn't been a, a verse set for Life Church or Rose City Christian Life Centre as it was known. So I believe there are a couple of key reasons that I want to highlight this morning. The first is it's a prophetic declaration for the season we're about to enter. I believe it's a very powerful statement for the next season. And the next season we're talking about with Life Church is 2019, so we're looking for a calendar year, but I believe there's a season in the spirit that we're entering into. Uh, we've already started to see that in our worship um, in the various different groups that carry on midweek and, and out of our, our corporate worship service on a Sunday, we're seeing God start to move powerfully by his spirit. So it's a prophetic declaration for this season we've entered into. And I believe very strongly that the verse I'm going to give you soon is for 2019, for the next season. And it's also, the verse for a year is also a point of focus for um, 2019. So it's something to, to focus on and go back to and we're going to remind you about it through the year. Um, it'll be on the screen or it'll be in a banner or it'll be, be very prominently displayed and I, it's going to be something we're going to really remind you about all, all year. It's a really, it's a point of focus. Um, and even we're into a season, seasons ebb and flow. So if it doesn't seem like it's quite there, then you take it as a prophetic statement and you stand on the word and you believe what it says. So it's more than just a nice thing to do. It's more than a prophetic statement. I believe it is both scriptural and necessary for us to set a verse for the church. And you'll know this verse, Proverbs 29, 18. King James, I'm going to read this from. Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. I love that. Proverbs 29, 18 in the Passion Translation, which is, I love the Passion Translation, says this. Where there is no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. But when you follow the revelation of the words, word, heaven's bliss fills your soul. Where there is no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. But when you follow the revelation of the word, heaven's bliss fills your soul. See, as, as leaders, we've got a mandate to lead. 
We, that's, that's what we, we do. And if we're not good at it, we go and read books, we go and look people who, we, who, who model it well and we go and get better. Okay? So as leaders, we're leading. And one of the ways we do that is we set a verse. We set a prophetic declaration over the house for 2019 and I'm so excited. But before we get there, let's review 2018's verses because we don't just throw them out on January 1st. And I really feel in my spirit that these verses are still applicable in conjunction with our verse for 2019. It's been a big year. I don't know about you, but it's been a big year. Stacey and I were appointed as assistant pastors. Um, that, that was big for us. That was very big. I farewelled my grandma this year. It's been a big year. Highs, lows in between. Really, really big year. <laughs> but I've got a lot of comfort out of our verses and they've been really appropriate for the season we've been in. And they're this. First part is, it's, it's a two part, two verses in one. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever. Amen. And then the second verse we've got is from Mark 6.56, and all who touched him were healed. Amen. So I want to remind you today, the first part of our voice is, verse was, he doesn't change, he's the same. Amen. He's the same. In Revelation Jesus says in chapter 22, verse 13, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. We live in a changing world and that's not bad in all aspects, but Jesus doesn't change, amen? He's not like our feelings and emotions that go up and down and up and down. He's constant. He's a firm foundation, amen? And the second part of our 2018 verse, and all who touched him were healed. Jesus still heals today. Amen. We've seen that. I've experienced that in my own life, that he still heals today. You can still reach out to him and say, God, I need you. Amen. If you need a, a breakthrough, a miracle, you can still reach out to him today. He's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And all who touched him, we're healed. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just take a moment. Let's pray for 2018. Father, I thank you for what you've done in 2018 in the calendar year, Lord. I just thank you that, Father, we've conquered the challenges. We've walked up big hills. We've slid down large slopes and we've survived, Father. We've survived. We're here. And you're still the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I just thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father. Lord, I thank you we've been able to go deeper in our personal walk with you through studying, through prayer, through hearing the preaching of your word. I just thank you, Father, for the fresh revelation you brought us in 2018. Lord, I thank you that we're not the same people who entered 2018. We're, we've grown, we've changed, we've moved further, we've moved deeper into our relationship with you. Father, I just thank you for that. Lord, I thank you for this year. Lord, I just, just declare peace over the year that has been. Father, I just break off any curse, any sickness, any sorrow from 2018 in Jesus' name. And I just declare a fresh 2019, a newness, a newness of spirit, a newness 
a new, fresh 2019, Father, in Jesus' name. Hey, Josh, can you put the slide up, mate? Let's get to our verse for 2019. Easy to remember. Very, very easy to remember. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And I particularly like in the New King James Version how that's put, so I've chosen that for the verse for this year. But in the Amplified it says, come close to God with a contrite heart and he will come close to you. The NIV says, come near to God and he will come near to you. The Passion Translation says, move your heart closer and closer to God and he will come even closer to you. So why this verse? Why, why this particular verse for 2019? I just declare that we're in a season of drawing near to God. See, we're already seeing it through our times of worship. We're seeing it in our small groups. We're seeing it in our times of prayer. We're seeing it at men's Bible study. We're just in a season of really drawing near to the heart of the Father. Amen. And I just believe this is a prophetic declaration for 2018. Just believe we're going to experience a season of our lives in clo of closeness in him in every situation. I know I've certainly felt it building up in 20, 2018. And I just believe you're going to be driving your car and you're just going to really sense his presence with him as you draw near to him, as you worship, as you pray, when you're shopping in the supermarket, in Aldi, waiting for checkout five to open. When they're closing register three, does anyone get that? I don't know, I just barge in. <laughs> you're going to hear him when you're walking, when you're running, amen. When you're riding your bike or your motorbike, they're interchangeable. When you're mowing the lawn, doing your bookwork, you're going to sense him so close, it's going to be overwhelming because he doesn't just want your Sunday, amen. He wants you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And he wants to be close not just in your quiet time of prayer, but he wants to be close when you're doing the mundane because we don't check out and check in. We pray without ceasing. I know I spend a lot of time praying and just I'll just be praying the Spirit. I'll be in the supermarket or driving my car and I don't particularly have something on my mind, but I just want to talk to God. Or I'll be riding my bike and I'll see a cow and he'll speak to me about... I own the cattle on a thousand hills and just he'll just speak to me as I'm just everywhere I'm finding God is really starting to speak to me. Worship songs, I'll hear new worship songs, old worship songs. I'll read stuff in my Bible and God just starts to speak to me because it's a season of drawing near. And see, the thing I like about this is there's something you can do that causes the creator of almighty, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth to draw near to you. It's a promise. You do this. I'll do this. <laughs> and I like that. See, I take him as his word. When his word says, draw near to God, and he will. Not, he might if he's in the mood. He might if he's like Santa and you've been nice and not naughty. No. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Amen. See, God delights in you. Did you know that? I just feel it. I feel it over my life. I'll be doing something and God will say, hey, you're doing a good job. One of the things I find I do now is in my prayer, in my time talking to God, I'll say, hey, God, what did you like about today? And I'll start to have a conversation. 
Just say, well, look, I really loved, when we were bike riding, I loved how we, we shared that time together or how I really, like, I'm just, I'm just stepping out and saying, hey, God, how do you feel about this? Do you like it when I do this? You know, what can I improve on? What can I do better? Point, point anything out of me that needs dealing with because it's a very scriptural thing to do. But he delights in you. And as you draw near to him and he draws near to you, it's just going to be beautiful. <laughs> Psalm 149.4 says this, For the Lord delights in his people. He crowns the humble with glory. <laughs> From the New King James it reads like this, For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the humble with salvation. See, now is a season of drawing near to the heart of the Father. I know you have hurt, I know you have pain, I know you have confusion in some areas, but draw near because he wants to take that because he delights in you. Amen. Amen. I'm looking forward to our open heaven nights continuing in 2019. Time of drawing near. just want to encourage you to get ready for 2019. It's going to be a great year. It's going to be a really, really good year. And I don't actually care what happens in the physical because it's going to be a near year of drawing near to God. So it's going to be a good year regardless because walking closely with him, it's good. It's good. Amen. Let's look at Enoch. In Genesis 5, 21 to 24, it says this. I am fascinated by this fella. When Enoch was 65 years old, he became the father of of Methuselah. After the birth of Methuselah, Enoch lived in close fellowship with God for another 300 years. And he had other sons and daughters. See, he could walk in close fellowship when he had children. That's a challenge for me. Verse 23 goes on to say, Enoch lived 365 years walking in close fellowship with God. And one day, he disappeared because God took him. Hebrews 11.5 says this, It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. See, Enoch walked so closely with God, he couldn't be a bear to be apart from him. He was just taken, he's like, that's it. I, I've got to have you with me. And I just think that's a beautiful picture of the bride and the groom. I want you. And I read that and I think, God, I want that relationship with you. I want to draw so close that my family don't have to do funeral plans one day. What a close relationship. Did you notice that, and you prophetic people would pick this up, that Enoch lived for 365 days, a year, and our verse for the year is draw near to God and he will draw near to you. When I was reading that, I'm just like, oh, David, love this. <laughs> You'd get a field day out of this. 
And I just, just love that Enoch drawed near and we're looking at a verse for a calendar year of 365 days and I don't know, I just like that. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. There is something you can do that will cause the creator of heaven and earth to respond. Hey Christy, could you get up and play something just for a minute? I know you're up a bit early but that's all good. I'm just going to close out with a couple of things, just a couple of pointers as to how we draw near. So one is prayer. I think prayer is really, really important. Uh, and one thing, I was talking to Matt last night as I was dragging him along on a very long bike ride with lots of hills. <laughs> Not. <laughs> and I was just saying that I really believe that prayer is a key. And one of the things I'm going to be praying for consistently this year is salvation for Benalla. So a simple point, there'll be lots of more, lots more, but every time I pray, I'm going to pray for souls right here in Benalla. I'd encourage you to do the same. I'm going to scribble it on that whiteboard in that prayer room. I'm going to ask Dave if he'll do that at men's group. And we're just going to do that constantly. We're going to pray for our town. Because as we draw near, see, he's all about salvation. We're told to pray. So number one is pray. We're told to pray without ceasing and prayer is a constant dialogue. It's not necessarily always in the prayer closet. It's a constant dialogue with God. And you'll know what works with you, for you. You'll know you might pray in the spirit or you might just be have a thankful heart. and I don't know. You'll know. You'll know what works for you. But I encourage you just to try it. I want to encourage you to draw near through reading his word this year. I want you to seek first-hand revelation. Now, I've got to put my hand up. I'm a podcast junkie. I listen to, I would say, at least 10 podcasts a week. And it is awesome. I've got so much out of the podcasts I've listened to. And I'll continue to do that. But one thing I've realised is it's second-hand revelation. It's second-hand revelation. It's good. But if I haven't mined it firsthand out of the word of God, there's a, there's a place for this wonderful revelation I get from others and then there's this higher place from getting revelation through prayer and through studying his word. I'm not against it. I do it all the time. I read books all the time on Christian topics. I do it all the time. But it's secondhand revelation. It's not something that's been revealed firsthand to me. So I want to encourage you, I want to challenge you to mine the scriptures for yourself. Now, I also need to put my hand up and say, I find it very hard to read things on a page. They just don't sink in. It's just a challenge with the way I take information. I find it very hard. But that persistence, that persistence of reading the word, saying, God, talk to me out of this, and it might be a verse. It doesn't need to be chapters and chapters and books. It's just reading, reading with the... The, the cry of your heart is to know him more, to draw near to him through his word and he'll draw near to you as you read his word. I just believe you're going to get some of the most powerful revelation that's really going to stick this year as you read his word. Amen. I'll still be listening to podcasts. I love them. When was the, when was the last time God spoke to you from his word. I want you to think. Close your eyes now and just think of the last time. Hmm. 
Father, I just I stir up that hunger in the heart of every man, woman and child in this room for a deeper revelation of you from your word. Lord, give them gold as they dive into the scriptures this afternoon, this evening, early in the morning, mid-afternoon, mid-morning, whenever, whenever's their time to read your word. Father, I just pray that you bring such revelation that it's like a, a celebration. It's like a, a party going off, Lord, that they're just going, oh, I didn't see that before. Oh, Lord, thank you. This is the year of drawing near, Father. For those who it's, it's, it's hard, who find it hard to read something written on a screen or on a page, Lord, I just pray you give them the rewards for their diligence, Lord. Because I know you reward me when I do it, and I find it hard, Lord. <laughs> and I thank you, Lord, that as we draw near to you, you will draw near to us, Lord. And I know that's going to happen through prayer and through the reading of your word. I like the idea of New Year's resolutions. Amen. I think it's a good idea. I think it's just poorly executed because we make all these resolutions and they never happen. But I want to encourage you, New Year, New You. Try doing something different. Just try drawing near to God and ask him to work in you this year. Just draw near. Psalm 139, 23 to 24 from the Passion Translation says this. And this is really my prayer for 2019. God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. Put me to the test and sift through my anxious cares. See if there's any path of pain I'm walking on and lead me back to your glorious, everlasting ways, the path that brings me back to you. <laughs> forget the New Year's resolutions this year. They're good, but you know you'll forget about them on about the 3rd of January. Draw near to God. Seek his heart for your life. Ask him to search you out and point out what he wants to change because it doesn't matter what you want to change. If there's not grace for the change, for that changing season in your life, it's not going to happen. You're going to struggle all you want. But as you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. Amen. Amen. I'm going to hand over the MC here, Matt, and you can close the meeting. You can take it from here. That's all good.